0: yeah Uh, are you gonna get a ps5 or or uh
1: whatever the xbox thing is no i'm not gonna worry about it i mean like i got plenty of games now the graphics are plenty good and i don't game frequently or hard enough to have to have the newest one yeah like anything now seems like a decent time to get a ps4 yeah yeah right yeah
0: I know, dude. I'm always like so genuinely still excited about new games and I feel like I'm really into it but when I think about the actual amount of time that I spend gaming it's like, it's down to like an hour a week right now. (laughs) Like It's so minimal (laughs) but yeah, it's really hard to justify.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm only playing this much because I took this week off. Like, I'm on vacation this week so like well, that's the perfect time to play, man. Yeah, that's yeah. so why I started Sky. I knew it was long and epic. I started Skyrim and a puzzle. Heck yeah. Oh <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> you mean like a, an actual physical puzzle? Oh, a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Oh good. Started so a jigsaw puzzle and it turned out being really, really hard. And it's super so your- frustrating now. <laughs> what's the what's the uh subject matter of the puzzle? I, it's the Justice League, because I'm also a grown up. Yes. And uh it's like not comic book art. It's like pretty legit art. It looks really good, sweet. But it's very, very difficult,
0: dude. That's the best. When your clients are gonna ask you like what you did on your on your week off, you can tell me played Skyrim and put together a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome,
1: dude. Okay, I have to show you this thing. A client got me this. Hold on. I want I want to see if you can guess what it is. Okay. All right. So I haven't unwrapped it yet because I'm going to put it on the wall, but I don't know where. So hopefully it's not too shiny, but okay. So looks like modern art, right? Yes. This is the aggregate color of every single frame of Captain America, the Winter Soldier put into a line from left to right. Are you serious? Oh my God. <laughs> How awesome
0: is that? Dude. <laughs> You, how do you, how do you find the perfect clients for you? <laughs> like, oh my
1: God. One force trauma somehow. <laughs> Just.
0: What is going on guys? Welcome back to the big freaking health coach podcast. I'm big freaking Neil. And I'm joined, of course, as always, just like every other week, my business partner, buddy, brain twin, health coach Kane. What's up, big guy? What's up, buddy? What's going How on? are we? We're doing well. It's uh, it's the new year, so that's a positive. Huzzah. Yeah. Fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. Clean slate. Everything changed immediately overnight. Everything is new year, new me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's all the same. <laughs> I've, uh, I've decided to adopt like 19 new habits all at the same time. Nice. Make sure it'll go well. Are you going to stick to any of them for more than two weeks? Um, I might stick to one of them for more than two weeks. Nice. If I'm lucky. That's, <laughs> that's a really <laughs> solid success rate. <laughs> yeah, right? Like you might as well have just done one. You might I as well know. just take one. <laughs>
0: No, more likely you'll do none of them. But if
1: you had just picked the one, then you would have nailed it all year. Absolutely, long. like in all likelihood, eighteen out of nineteen won't make it through the first four days. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, a good question. Uh, do you have any New
1: Year's resolutions, Health Coach Kane? No, I I don't really do resolutions. I do fairly frequent goal setting. So like I do have yeah. like annual targets and things like that that I set for personal and professional life and and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um and then we go through the somewhat mind-numbing process of breaking them down into actionable items so you don't just stare at like oh like if you were to make a personal goal of buy a house next year, you don't just leave buy a house <laughs> up on your whiteboard for 11 months and go, "Oh crap, I have to do that." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, be, more to get around to buying a house. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I don't. I don't typically do do the resolution thing. Yeah. Um, that being said, for f- folks who like having an anchor, like a solid start date, if that's helpful for you, great.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's something wrong with it. I feel like. A lot of fitness professionals, especially are really, really hard on people who like to set resolutions and everyone's probably just too afraid to admit that they have one <laughs> at this
1: point. I mean, it's one of those things, like you look at the failure rate for it, right? Like, cause so many people set fairly unrealistic ones and they fail. And that's typically what people focus on. And I've been one of them for a really long time where I'm like, why would you bother? Just set a goal on any day. Yeah. Um, true but I was completely ignoring the success rate. And like, there's a lot to be learned from the people who do set resolutions that stick. Yeah. So if people are going to do it, you might as well see who's doing it well and adopt some of those strategies. So.
0: Absolutely, man. And like you said, I think a big part of the problem is taking on multiple, like so many resolutions at once instead of just picking one reasonable goal. To hit by the end of the year. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, we give that advice every single day with fitness stuff, right? True. Like, how how often do you look at a medium-trained person and go, you know what, we should still definitely be losing fat and gaining muscle at the same time somehow. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, you pick one. You pick one, and then you achieve it, and then you add on to it or alter it. Yep, 100%,
0: man. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't have any specific 2021 resolutions necessarily, but like you, I have just so many goals floating around my head at any given time, so it's it's just a constant, ongoing process, <laughs> regardless of the date. Yeah. Sounds what are we talking about today, man?
1: We got a, a little brief Q&A going on. Ooh. We got... Five questions. It's been uh, understandably quiet the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Little holidays and everything. So sure. um, nothing terribly meaty for today, but there are a couple important ones, I think. Definitely. There's not as many questions, but they're
0: decently meaty. I yeah. feel like, well, people will get some value out of them for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, what do you want to start with? Uh, Let's start with this one. It's the only one I got twice in the last couple of weeks. Um, I had a couple people ask me uh, in varying forms of the question if I was going to take a COVID vaccine or if I thought the vaccine was safe and things like that. And uh, I'm not going to weigh in on that because I'm not a medical professional. Um, Really, when it comes down to it, I don't feel like anyone should be asking me for that information that is well outside my scope of practice. Um, I will continue to trust experts in that field. And they all seem to be saying that this is a necessary thing to get over this pandemic. Yeah. Your body, do what you want. Um, but if you start believing random trainers and YouTube sensations over experts, we have a problem. Like,
0: I agree hundred percent. Actually, I think one of the most annoying parts of this pandemic and dangerous parts of this pandemic has been the fact that all of a sudden everyone on the internet is an expert about it. Yep. And everyone has an expert opinion to give and the truth being none of them know, none of us know what we're talking about um, except for, like you said, the actual experts in the field. And even they have changed their minds multiple times on various parts of this because it's such a new thing.
1: Right. And like people confuse that with being wrong. And that's just the scientific process. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's how it works. The information, the more data you get, the more accurate you can get with the information you take from it. Right. so That's been a huge part of the puzzle with something that we haven't really faced before. So um, if, the, if the science, if the experts are still
0: developing the science that much in real time, how are we going to expect these Instagram influencers to really have any answers? You know, that's.
1: I mean, I you know what I do is I think about long-term basic fitness principles that you and I deal with every day, all day. Right. And how incorrectly people interpret that information on a daily basis. Yes. Like actually one of my other questions is going to deal with a recent version of that. Yeah. Um, but people get stuff wrong all the time on well-established things because they're not experts in the field. They don't understand the context that understand a bunch of layers of backed information right. that makes what seems logical, not true. Right. And then I go, all right, that's just for things like how many reps of this should I do? So if we're talking about a virus that's spreading rapidly and the response to that virus there's not some guy on YouTube that figured out something that the leading experts in the world didn't. Right. <laughs> it's it's just so obscenely improbable. Yes. That, like just stop, stop, exactly. go talk to a doctor. Exactly. Like everyone's entitled to their opinion
0: and their, hot take on what's going on, but don't turn to those people
1: for actual advice <laughs> for the love of God. Yeah. No. No. So that's, that's the one, the only one that I got twice in the last couple of weeks. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not even gonna tell you do your own research because your own research is probably crap. Yeah. Okay, go talk to a, a professional an expert yeah. in the field and then make your decision based off of their advice. 100%.
0: Yeah. That's, that's one that is definitely worth reiterating as much as possible for sure. All right, man, let's see what I got here. Um, So this is a very specific technical uh, sort of powerlifting geared question, but I'd love to hear your take on it as well. Mm -hmm. What do you feel are your top two accessory movements for your bench lockout? Or the top
1: one third of the lift. What you think? I mean, that seems to be overwhelmingly tricep. So okay. I'd probably go with dips and some form of tricep extension, whether that's a skull crusher or a rope pull down or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but something that does elbow extension through that lockout position is probably the best way to go. Yes, I'm gonna definitely. Agree with
0: you on the dip. Uh, I would say, from my powerlifting experience specifically, yeah. the dip/slash weighted dip was the single most beneficial exercise for bringing up my lockout, mm-hmm. which is my weak point.
1: So I've actually had to target that specifically quite a bit. Uh, what is it about that that you think was number one? The fact that it's still kind of a compound movement, and you're still putting it in context.
0: Yeah, I think it's the fact that it's still a multi joint movement and it's you're able to load it pretty extensively. Yeah. Um, like at one point at my strongest, I think I had four forty fives dangling between my legs. Oh, which you're, not, you're just not going to be able to move that kind of weight with something like a, a cable push down. Um, So it's going to stimulate your central nervous system quite a bit, and it's going to generate a lot of power and and strength gains. Um, I would say number two, for much the same reasons, uh, like a close grip bench press, I prefer that to a partial range of motion bench press. um, Because you still, in my opinion, you still want to train those, prime movers through a a full range of motion to really, uh, get the full benefit of the exercise. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you'll have to deload the weight from what you're used to bench pressing, uh, normal grip, but it will target your triceps more directly. Um, if you really want to make it interesting throw a band on there and you'll really have to get explosive, especially at the lockout. Um, yeah. I'd probably say that as my number two, for sure.
1: Do you ever use, um, now I know you've used chains cause I've watched you do that. Yeah. Um, what about like blocks and like the slingshot kind of thing? Are there other training aids that might be helpful to that if you're doing a partial range of motion? Yeah. So blocks, no.
0: Cause again, I prefer the, I would rather go through the full range of motion. And this is just my personal opinion. Yeah. I would rather go through the full range of motion and then tax a specific part of it more so, like with chains Mm -hmm. um, or with bands so that it gets harder at the sticking point, at the point that I'm trying to to really target. Um, I don't know, I feel like that's just more effective in my experience and puts you at lower risk of injury. Um, You build that whole motor pattern that way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You see a lot of people, Especially nowadays, a lot of quote unquote powerlifters that do they work with things like blocks and partial ranges of motion on all the big three lifts more often than they actually do the big three lifts and it's like if you want to get better at the thing, you do have to also do the thing <laughs> <laughs> So that's my opinion anyway yeah. and that's that's been my experience in my own powerlifting career so
1: nice yeah. What you got? Uh, next one up. Um, <laughs> frankly, I got to be honest. I don't know a whole lot about this, but I got one person who sent me a thing about how Jillian Michaels went on a tirade about how too much protein is bad for you or something the other day. heard about that. Um, I haven't even bothered to look it up, honestly, because the <laughs> actual dietitians and nutritionists and performance nutrition people that uh, I subscribe to... yeah and get, like, the the research reduxes from and all that kind of stuff immediately debunked everything that she was talking about. It seems like her information was from the 80s or older. Yeah. And uh, in fairness, they, they didn't just, like, rip her to shreds or anything. They're like, hey, look, I mean, none of them believed that she would intentionally do something harmful or put out misinformation. But they do give a little bit of weight to the fact that she's a little bit more celebrity than trainer anymore. yeah. And uh, when you get to those personalities, some folks they don't have time to keep up with research. They don't have time for new stuff. Um and nutrition science is is progressing so rapidly at this point. like it's it's really such a young school of of science that it's making a lot of progress really fast. So if you're not keeping up with even just basic advances in nutrition research, yeah. um, you're behind in a couple of years. Yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, man. It's, it's kind of disheartening to see misinformation still being circulated, especially by someone who's so high profile like that.
1: It's got a huge audience.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? It's a bummer. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't think that it's intentionally malicious or misleading. Just sounds like really m- misinformed to me. Yeah, um, which again, there isn't really a good excuse for because the information is out there, and like you said, if if the information that she's circulating really is from the '80s, that's a that's a handful of decades <laughs> that she's had to update her research. So. I guess the moral of the story is uh, keep up to date with the research because it is constantly evolving and
1: improving. So yeah, if, if you've got an audience that size and you're going to speak on it, you should be up to date. In yeah. my opinion. Um, Absolutely. So I don't know what Jillian Michael specifically said, but I think the overarching point that the two of us can agree on is that just because a celebrity trainer or a high profile trainer said it doesn't make it true. Sure. You need to find people who are actually doing this work. It almost goes hand in hand with the, the vaccine stuff we were just talking about. Find the yeah. current expert in the field. Yeah. They're the one who knows best. And always fact check, man. Like yeah. I hope people fact check us, you know? They should. They really should. I know for a fact that I have misspoken many a time on this podcast. It happens. It is. So I mean many... it does. This is practically live, right? Yeah. I mean we don't there's have so much it.
0: information between the two of us, just floating around in our brains mm-hmm. that slip-ups are going to happen. So I would hope that people would fact check and correct us if we're wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or if they see some conflicting information, at least start a dialogue with us. because
1: Yeah, I love absolutely. Um, or, or at least give the information we have context. I mean, we keep these episodes to roughly 30-ish minutes a yeah. lot of the time there's not always enough time to take a piece of information or trying to get it across and, and really get good context to it. So it may seem like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. True. Check it out. Like, don't, don't believe it just because we said it, like everything, any fitness process should just be a good starting point for you. Yeah. hundred percent. What you got next
0: big guy. Oh man. Um, another strength related question for you. Really? Well, weird that people are are turning to me for this
1: information. I was just noticing. So we were. If you're listening, we record these for YouTube at the same time. Uh-huh. I'm looking at how much space Neil takes up in his frame versus mine <laughs> on Zoom here. You want me to sit a little further back? <laughs> wait, wait. For, we're gonna have to mic you. <laughs> back
0: against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. If you were a high school strength coach and you had a records board on the wall, what would your big
1: four lifts be for your program? So question high school strength coach, just general population. You run the weightlifting class. I assume. That's what I'm getting from the question. Yeah. Um, I would do the big three. Yep. And then I would do I would do a max core stabilization one, not because I think it's honestly the best thing for you to track, but I think when you're dealing with high school athletes, you need to give them a competitive reason to do something that's good for them. Yeah. So like it's, it's not really a reasonable thing to tell them to load up a row as heavy as they possibly can. If you do a squat dead bench and then like a max plank, I think that would probably be a good way to incentivize healthy compound movements and some core musculature.
0: It's a good answer. And that would, that would, uh, generate some good competition. Like who can, who can hold the longest plank, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm going to go big three, which for those of you that might not know, that is bench press squat deadlift. Uh, and thinking thinking about the question strictly from a physical benefit, uh, a barbell row is going to be my fourth. Yeah. Um, just because if you are, if the goal is to get your high school kids as strong as possible, having a heavy pull like that in there is going to be really really important.
1: You know what? I might swap my my playing for is pull ups, max pull ups. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: That's a really good one. Yeah. That's a good, good compound pulling exercise, uh, but also a good competitive kind of bragging rights type of exercise.
1: Yeah. So I, I think if I had five, I would do a pull up in a plank. Yeah. Um, I think the only reason that I wouldn't do a, a bent over row is because they're already hinging really heavy with their deadlift. Yeah. Maybe a pendly yeah. row. Oh yeah. That'd be a good,
0: that'd be a good solution. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. It's not necessarily the best choice for like a records board, like max trying to push the numbers necessarily. That could be. It's it's a
1: dangerous one rep, especially for teenage guys. (laughs) If If we're talking maximal load
0: or one rep, then I would have to retract my answer if we're talking strictly the four best exercises for the strength program, then I'll, I'll stick with what I said. I I do like your pull-up answer though a lot.
1: Yeah, for sure. Sweet man. That's cool. cool. What you got next? One more, right? Yeah, I got one more. um, And it came after I was talking to a client whose goal is fat loss Okay. Um, they, we actually answered a previous question that theirs on a, a previous Q&A. They said, how much cardio do I need to do to lose fat? Okay. Um, we answered that one already. Their follow-up a little bit later after I told them that you actually don't have to do any cardio specifically to lose fat was, okay, then what's cardio good for? Mm. Um, valid question. Yeah, and the thing is, it's still good for a lot. It is. It, it really is. The, the fact that you do aerobic exercise and the uh, benefits to your aerobic metabolism are very well documented uh, without getting super deep into the weeds, because I'd have to take some notes make sure I get all the terms right off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. um, pretty much your aerobic metabolism is really responsible for your ability to oxidate fat as energy. So using the Krebs cycle to produce ATP um, is incredibly important. It makes it a little bit easier for you to utilize your fat. On top of that, you can limit the amount of insulin sensitivity that you have. You can manipulate that through aerobic activity as well. Yeah. And then obviously there's a ton of respiratory and cardiovascular benefits to it, lower risks of heart disease and uh, better VO two maxes and stuff like that with your oxygen uptake. So yeah. I'm
0: assuming, I'm assuming you mean, uh, improve insulin sensitivity, reduce insulin resistance.
1: Yes. Got it. Yeah. So that's, that's all been well documented. There are a lot of things for it, but specifically for fat losses we've covered before, like calorie deficit is the thing that actually loses fat. Yes.
0: Yeah, I agree. So those benefits are conducive to fat loss and that if you are if it's improving your nutrient partitioning through uh improving insulin sensitivity and it's helping your body get more efficient at oxidating fat then those things are going to play into your fat loss but it's not the main driver of fat loss that's still going to be your calorie deficit and whether you're doing cardio or not, that still has to be present. Um, and it's still not required to lose fat because you can achieve that calorie deficit without the cardio as a
1: factor. Um,
0: but it, it definitely has a benefit
1: for sure. But it's still super helpful. You should still absolutely do it. Get a lot out of it. And it, it will aid in your fat loss goals a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, just probably the fifth factor in our little hierarchy of fat loss. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Well, cool. cool, cool. That was a pretty good, uh, short and
1: sweet, but I think very helpful Q and think so. A couple of good reminders there on who to listen to about what. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, some, some good info. So nice little short one to kick off the year. Yeah. I like, I like it. it. Let's get the ball rolling. That's right. I like it a lot. And, uh, please start getting those, those questions that you have back in here. I know this is a time of year when most people have a lot of questions. They're starting new habits. Um, Nothing's off limits. You guys, I mean, Neil from a bodybuilding aesthetic and strength building standpoint, you're not going to find much better answers out of him. I coach a lot of people on athletic performance and basic uh, health markers and special populations for, for things like health issues. So, um, Send us whatever you want. We'll find answers for you. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and we always love the occasional
0: off the wall of uh, weird uh, conundrum of a question.
1: So don't be afraid yeah. to throw those in there too. Personal questions are not off limits. Like not at all. It, it would take a pretty out there one for me to not answer it. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I miss I miss the ones about like what kind of flower would you be.
1: Dude, we haven't talked about our spirit dinosaurs in so long. (laughs) I
0: know. (laughs) But yeah, guys, the weirder, the better. Obviously, we want to provide actual value as well, but
1: throw in some weird ones, too. Yeah, if you want to get to know us, we want to get to know you, too. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) All right, you guys, if you got any uh, good information out of this, and I'm sure you did, please share with everybody you know, throw a little clip of you listening to this on social media, and uh, we want to help everybody else with their fitness questions as well so we appreciate you doing that for us leave a good five-star review and we will catch you guys next week on the big freaking health cat coach podcast god i can't talk new year like new tongue is that a thing it's a long it's a long name to be fair i love it though (laughs) that's big freaking neil i'm health coach kane thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you next week